We know that God reveals His character, His nature, and His intent by His names. There's over 256 names for Jesus in the Word of God. And what we're looking at today is some of His names. Look at Isaiah 9-6. When you know His name, you'll know who to call on. You know, if you need a plumber, you don't want to call the electrician. And so part of you know, receiving from him is knowing what his intentions are, knowing what his abilities are, and those are revealed in his names. In Isaiah 9, 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. As we said last week, he was born, but he pre-existed before he was born of a virgin. So this son was given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Notice this, Wonderful Counselor. He is a wonder of a counselor. Now the word wonderful means beyond comprehension, beyond beyond this realm in which we live, beyond where we are. The Wonderful Counselor is The one who helps us. The one who gives us wisdom. I like the Amplified or the Message Translation says, He is the wonderful one, the extraordinary strategist. And he's not of this world. He's got wisdom beyond this world for you and I. That's good news. And so as a counselor, what he does, is he brings us help. He brings us the wisdom that we need. Got a question for you today. Do you need help? Do we need wisdom? Well, how then does our wonderful counselor bring us this help? How does he bring us this wisdom into our lives? By two ways. He does so by his presence. But secondly, he also does it by his words. That's how he helps us. And this is really a, a perfect picture of the Holy Spirit. You know, if you look in the New Testament, you'll see very uh, several references for the Holy Spirit. And the Greek word for Holy Spirit is paraclete. And the word paraclete means one called alongside to help us. And so Jesus is a wonder of a counselor. And he's active in our lives. When we call on the Lord and when we open our heart to Jesus, he sends the Holy Spirit into our heart. He's not one just called alongside to help us. He is the one on the inside. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water. Wisdom in your heart is like deep water. And when you learn to pray and you learn to cooperate with this wonder of a counselor, he will show you things to come. He will show you things to come. He will bring comfort in the areas of your life where you hurt. He will give you wisdom when you feel unwise. There's been many times where I've felt unwise. But oh, thank God the Holy Ghost, Jesus will make you look a whole lot smarter than you really are. And so the Holy Spirit is your up-close, perfect personification of our wonderful Counselor. That is such good news. He helps us. He brings us wisdom. He affirms us. Sometimes he'll correct us. You know, when he corrects us, it's not to belittle us, it's for our benefit. 
Why is that? Because he wants us to be a partaker of the holiness of Christ so that we can continue to bear fruit in his name. See, one of the things that our wonderful counselor helps us in is he helps us to see things we don't see. And he helps us to see some things that we can't see. There's a difference. He helps us to see those things that we don't see. And then because of life circumstances and because of the crushing sometimes that happens in a person's life, they don't see any way out. They don't see a way that they could ever be better. They don't ever, they don't see how life could go on. But oh, thank God this wonderful counselor will help us and encourage us and give us the strength and the wisdom and the grace to carry on in life. You know, sometimes people get devastated over the loss of a loved one. They get devastated by the loss of a job. But this wonderful counselor, if you'll listen to him, he brings his presence and he brings his word. And you'll hear words from him like, you're going to get through this. You're going to make it. Through God, you're going to make it. It may take some time, but you just continue to trust me. You just continue to hold on to me. And I will see to it that you come through to the other side. And sometimes people in life feel like that they're stuck and that there's no way out. But this wonder of a counselor will let us know that there's a path that God has for us. There is a way out of the test that we may be going through. And his name is Jesus. Because there's no temptation taken us, but such as is common to man. But your wonderful counselor is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above your ability. And he will always make a way of escape. Isaiah 55 says this in verse 8 and 9. Isaiah 55 says that my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Have you noticed that he's just a little bit smarter than you? He sees what we can't see. He sees from a different vantage point. He sees and he knows what we don't. And so when he comes into our lives, he begins to share us and he begins to show us things that we need to see and things that we need to know. And here's what happens when people are going through a difficult time and they're not leaning on this wonder of a counselor. And they don't really know his words. They're not experiencing his presence. And sometimes even when you've been in the word for a number of years, even a number of decades, you can let these truths slip. And I think what happens in people's lives sometimes when they're not connected closely to this wonder of a counselor is they begin to worry. They don't see what they need to see. They haven't heard what they need to hear. And they're seeing other things. And they're hearing other things from another source. And you all are familiar with that other source is. Because that other source brings doubt. That other source brings fear. That other source brings discouragement. That other source comes not from above, but other source comes from beneath. 
It is the enemy of your soul. And if he's going to toy with your life, he's going to try to toy with your life through your mind. Your mind is the arena of faith. Your mind is where the enemy will begin to sow seeds of doubt and fear, bringing anxiety and bringing depression into our lives. And so this worry sets in. And when worry sets in, many times people begin to ruminate. And what does ruminate mean? It's just a recycling of those worries over and over again. Playing the video over and over again. And what that does, it brings anxiety and it brings depression. How many of you know we're going to have to have some help from our wonder of a counselor to change those soundtracks? But all you need is the presence and the words of your wonderful counselor. Look at Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Jeremiah the 33rd verse says this. Call unto me. You got to know who to call. And when you call unto him, you're not going to hear, how may I direct your call? (laughs) Well, I need my heavenly father. I need my wonderful counselor. I need a protector. I need a provider. I need a healer. I need some relief. He says, call unto me and I'm going to answer you. You will never hear all our extensions have changed. And due to our high call volume, we will place you on a hold for three days. That's not him. He's never too busy. He cares for us. He loves us. His ears are open to our prayers. As a matter of fact, his eyes are running to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on your behalf today. And that's great news. So he tells us, if you just call to me, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to answer you. I'm going to answer you. And not only will I answer you, but I'm going to show you some things. I'm going to show you what you need to see. I'm going to speak to you so that you can hear. I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which you don't know. Listen to this one translation. The message says, Call to me and I will answer you. I'll tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. So whatever your situation may be, with whatever limited insight we may have, the presence and the words of our wonderful counselor, he will enable you to make it through. Notice with me, he said, I'm going to answer you. You know what that means? That means we've got questions. Anybody have any questions? What am I going to do about this? This is going on in my marriage. What am I going to do about my relationships? My finances have gone south. I don't know how I'm going to be able to pay my rent. My kids are rebelling. What should I do? And on and on and on. There's difficulty at work. There's strife at work. I just lost my job. Call unto him. Call unto him. And he will show you things that you could never see. And when you start to ruminate, and all of us do from time to time, and when you start to worry, here's what you need to ask yourself. What does my wonderful counselor say? 
What does he have to say? Find it in the word. And let the word dwell in you richly. How many of you have ever been to a counselor before? I've been to a counselor before. And you know how many of you know, sometimes we all need a counselor. Even if everything is good in your life, sometimes it's good just to bounce things off somebody. But all of us have probably been to a doctor's appointment before. And, uh, and they're telling you, do this, do that, do this. And there's about 10 things and you only get about two. Or maybe you've gone to a marriage counselor before and they unload on you for about an hour and a half and tell you, read this book, do this, do that. And you're going, ah, you know. But the good news about this wonderful counselor, he wrote it down for us. <laughs> it's all written down for you. And he tells us, you'll never walk alone. He tells us, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you and when it seems like everything's against you this wonder of a counselor will encourage you and tell you son, daughter just know this, I got your back and no weapon that is formed against you is going to prosper for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. And he's also the Mighty God. The Mighty God simply means that he is our divine warrior who fights for us. The Mighty God says that he's our infinite hero. Now don't get confused when it says the Mighty God Because he says in the context of this verse, a son is given and his name shall be called. We don't want to go into all the depths of the Trinity because if I tried to wade out into the Trinity, I might drown (laughs) y'all. Because the truth of the matter is there are some things about the Trinity that we just have to accept by faith. And eternity will reveal the depths and the revelation of the Trinity. But suffice it to say this, That Jesus said to Philip, when Philip asked him the question, he said, Lord, show us the Father, and it'll be sufficient for us. And Jesus said to Philip, he said, I and the Father are one. Mm -hmm. So he is a mighty God. He is a God that is mighty, and he's mighty in our lives. This name refers to... To Jesus. Think about it. This mighty God. This wonder of a counselor. He came to this earth seemingly in such weakness. Nazareth was a place that you didn't go to. You just passed through. Jesus, born of a virgin in a stable. You know, one day, Jesus approached Philip. And he said, Philip... Will you follow me? And Philip began to follow the master. And in John chapter 1 and verse 46, he went over to Nathaniel, his friend, and he said, I have found him, the master, the Messiah. I'm going to follow him. And notice what Nathaniel's uh, re- uh, reaction was. And Nathaniel said unto him, 
Can there be any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip saith unto him, Why don't you just come and see for yourself? This mighty God is fully, fully God. And I want to look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, verse 19 and 20. And I'd like you to participate with me if you would. So let's read together. Ready, read. Now he is the exact likeness of the unseen God. The visible representation of the invisible. He is the firstborn of all creation. You're doing good. Verse 19. For it was in him that all things were created... In heaven and on earth, things seen and things unseen, whether it be thrones, dominions, rulers, or authorities, all things were created and exist through him by his service, intervention, and in him and for him. Verse 19 now in verse 20. For it has pleased the Father that all the divine fullness the sum total of the divine perfection, powers and attributes should dwell in him permanently. Verse 20. And God purposed that through by the service, the intervention of him, the son, all things should be completely reconciled back to himself, whether on earth or in heaven, as through him the Father made peace by means... I like that, don't you? Why did we read that? Because I want you to see that Jesus is fully God. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You know, in Matthew chapter 8, this is really good. He hops on a boat. The disciples are with him. In verse 24, and they're trying to get to the other side. And on the other side, there was deliverance that was going to happen for a man that had been demon-possessed for years. No wonder the enemy tried to stop him. And the Bible says in verse 24, And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Now notice this. This is a great storm. The word great there is mega. The word tempest there literally means seismos in the Greek, which we get our English word from seismic. So understand this, that this great tempest was a storm of seismic proportions. In If it was on the land, the uh, word that we would be looking at would be earthquake. And so... They're there and they're trying to get to the other side and the enemy's toying with their trip. Sound familiar? (laughs) Oftentimes when we're trying to get to the other side, the enemy starts toying with our trip. This was such, this storm was of such force that it would move you or shake you to move and to, and to shake. How many of you have ever had things in your life that moved you and have shaken you before? Now notice verse 25 and 26. And his disciples came to him and woke him up saying, Lord, save us, we perish. 
Verse 26, And he said to them, Why are you so fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose. How many of you know for every mega storm, there's a mega calm? Then he arose, and he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. In verse 37, it says, But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? I like the New King James Version. It says, So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be? I'll tell you who was on the boat with him. Jesus, the mighty God. And so here's the bottom line. Whatever you may be going through, you can call upon him. You can call upon his name. And he can help you. Why is that? Because he's mighty. He's present. He's able. He's undefeated. He's mighty to save. And he's mighty to deliver. Selah. Pause. Think about it. You've got someone in your life that's greater than what you're going through. And I think scriptures help us like 1 John 4, 4. That says, you are of God, little children. And have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Can we just say that a couple times? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. One more time. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. See, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the tribulation. In the world, there's going to be some pressure. But greater is he that is in you than the pressure that's coming against you. In the world, there's going to be challenges. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In the world, there are going to be things that are going to try to conquer you. But thank God, you are more than conquerors through him that loves you. Don't ever lose, lose track of the fact that he loves you. That he cares for you. And he loved you so much. Not just loved you, but loved you so much that he gave us Jesus. His only begotten son. All we got to do is believe in him and we'll not perish. You see, if faith brought you out of darkness into the family of God, like it did me way back in March 17th of 1974, when I was a heroin addict, if the love of God brought me out of that into the family of God, the love of God will bring us out of anything. He can bring you out and he can bring you up. The scripture says, shall he not, he that spared not his own son, but gave him up freely for us all, shall he not much more give you freely all things? All oh, the greater ones lives on the inside of you. Say it with me, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
This greater one is full of counsel. This greater one is the mighty God. This greater one is the everlasting Father. This greater one is the Prince of Peace that passes all understanding. It's good news, huh? It's good news. Glory to God. So, I think it's important that we don't lose sight of that. And that's why, on a regular basis, we ought to be finding the Scriptures and speaking the Scriptures. In other words, making declarations about ourselves of what God has already said about us. See, God's already made up His mind what He thinks about you. And He's not going to change. God thinks you're special. God highly prizes His possessions. God values you. God sees you through the lens of redemption. He sees you through the lens of substitution. He sees you through the lens of atonement. He sees you. Now, in order for me to see what he sees, I've got to look into the perfect law of liberty. This perfect law of liberty does exactly what it said it would do. It liberates us. It frees us from the confines of condemnation. It frees us from the confines of self-righteousness. It frees us from the confines, if you will, of insecurity. There's liberation and there's freedom in this word. And so as you get in this word and let it abide in you richly, you'll begin to see things you've never seen before. You'll begin to hear things you've never heard before. You'll get counsel from your wonderful counselor that you never thought possible. He is a mighty God. He is your everlasting father. He's the prince of peace. Whoever believeth in him Whoever believeth in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. What is it that enabled you to be saved? Well, it's the work you did, but it's by grace through faith. There came a time where you believed. You believed. Not because your mama taught it. Not because you went to Sunday school as a kid, but you came to a point in your life where you believed and you received Jesus into your heart. And that's the starting point of a life beyond you could ask or think. If faith and believing will bring you into the family of God, faith and believing will bring you into the abundant God kind, God quality of life. Say with me, He is a mighty God. He is a wonder of a counselor. We've all experienced storms. Some of you may be experiencing storms right now. It could be relational or physical or occupational or financial. But here's the reality of it. He has the ability to calm them. But how many of you know sometimes storms can last a while? (laughs) Sometimes he will calm them immediately, but other times he'll help you to go through it. Are you listening? He will help you to go through it. 
And what he's saying to us as we go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So take me by the hand and trust me and lean on me and together we'll go to the other side. Who is this King of glory? He's the Lord strong and mighty. He's the Lord mighty in battle. And think about it. He said this, Is there anything too difficult for me? Is there anything too hard for me? Absolutely not. Think about it. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. He can take care of your PG&E bill. Look at Isaiah seven fourteen in closing this morning. You are a mighty God. You are a mighty God. Yeah, I wish I could sing better, but he is a mighty God. I tell you, that'll work in the shower. It'll work on the freeway. Mighty God, mighty God, yes, you are a mighty God. You are an awesome God. Woo! He's awesome. He's mighty in our lives. Let Him be mighty in you this holiday season. Let Him be mighty in you. In Isaiah 7, verse 14, great great verse of scripture. Read it with me, please. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. What does that mean? That means God with us. The mighty God with you. The bottom line is this. You're never alone. You're never without help. Know that He's your wonderful counselor and that He's a mighty God. And call upon Him. Let's stand up. Amen.